It's that time, Jack. It's time for tea time. Yeah. Yeah. I said different. Yeah. Well, we're about to get ourselves into it. It's time it's for tea time. It's, it's time for tea time. <laughs> and I was just sitting here in my head. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> Well, listen, we used to have some, some, some good times, and we got plenty of memories, bro. Hey, man, listen, for those who who don't know, we had a little pre-talk before before we hit the record button, man. I was, uh-huh. I was like, see here about this show called Airplane Repo. I don't know if y'all seen it or not. It's that time, and Jack. As I'm sitting here watching, they go and steal dude plane, and the dude who's actually the guy who's repoing the plane, he got a couple of pilots with him to fly the plane so he jumps in the plane ducks down so they can't see him they can only see the pilot <laughs> he's like go 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 it's time for tea time we see it all now man but anyway first you gotta first of all you got to go out and you got to find some pilots <laughs> hey man I need your help <laughs> what you need help with uh, Man, they paid his his airplane bill. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they paid his airplane logic? bill. So it's, it's, it's the dude who's repoing the plane, whose name is on the deed. He ducks down on the plane so he can't be seen. But the two pilots are sitting in the chair, being seen. Right. Headphones on, and he like just keep looking straight. Yeah. Don't make eye contact with him. <laughs> Man. I ain't even watching it. I can picture this whole thing in my head, dog. Hey, he, he sits down on the floor with his back to the control center, and he's like, go, 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 go. <laughs> go, team. Go, team. Go. Go, team. <laughs> it's that time, Jack. What's going on, man? <laughs> man listen, the man ain't even in no seatbelt, man. Who jumps in the air without a seatbelt on, man? That's all I'm saying. Listen, he wrecked it, man. He do this for a living. He's ready. <laughs> he make <laughs> his ass whip. That's why he bought the two pilots. From everything good, man. You know, I, I, I had to it's that time. Man. What's going on, family? Welcome to man. another another episode of Men to Health, brought to you in part by the Tea Time Podcast. It is your host, Royal T, and it's your boy. A.D., a.k.a. Deli. A.D. Del- is in the house. You already know, you already man. Know. Hey, listen, bro. You, you, you got to love ambition. You got to love drive. You got to love execution. And that's, bro, you get the award for all that tonight. I appreciate that, brother. You get the award for all that tonight. Like we just got done saying, we you know we always do a little pregame rapping before we before we go live and we jump on to give you all this news you can use. But we were sitting there talking and, and my man's just let me know about his whole uh, his whole journey, his expedition. He wasn't yes. repoing airplanes, you know what I'm saying? No. But, <laughs> but, Not but at all. but the man had a, a, a lot on his plate. He tackled it all, got it all completed, got it all done. <laughs> And, and he honestly fighting through it right now. 
just to make sure we can bring y'all this session. So before we even really get started, we do want to thank everybody that's out there listening. We do see the numbers. Everything is showing. You know what I mean? We appreciate we appreciate y'all more than everything. Keep tuning in. Keep listening. Because I promise you, man, it's only going to get better. Everything get better with time. When you say that, bro? I agree, man. I agree. And, you know, one thing we discussed, man, and we didn't really get a chance to get back to it because I was moving and grooving, man. You know, we want to talk. All you want to start the conversation out light. You know what I mean? And I know we didn't get a chance to really touch on what to start with, man. But I got something, man. It just hit me just now as we talking. Go ahead, man. Put it in lay, lay it out. Let, man, jump. Let's go ahead. Let's you, jump into it, bro. It's the I don't know if you've seen it. But I'm curious to get your opinion about it. You know who Stephen A. Smith is? Of course. Did you hear? Okay. You know who Jalen Rose is? Of course. Did you hear that Jalen Rose is divorcing? He filed for divorce from his wife, Molly Carroll. You know Molly is the one that hosts first tape. Right, right, right. So he's divorcing her. They say he filed it back um, back in like March, April, something like that. But they've been separated for like about a year. So the rumor has it. Rumor has it. She is dating Stephen A. Smith. What? That's the rumor. It's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. I'm hearing you. Willie D said, because he put out a video about it, he said, I'm not surprised. He said, because she's everything, because he can't stand Stephen A. He said, she's everything that Stephen A wants. She's not She's not black. She's not down to earth. Mm-hmm. You know, and this type of woman she is. He don't want no real woman. He don't want no black woman. He don't want nobody that's going to stand firm and, hey, this is the accountability, blah, blah, blah. So this has been the rumor for like the last week now. What you think? So what do I think? I, you know what? There's been some talk. And somebody put together a montage of videos on YouTube probably about five, six months ago that I seen of Stephen A. Um, hitting on people's wives. Mm-hmm. In a flirt, in flirting way. Now, we not not physically. Right. Flirting. Right. Flirting, all right. And... Knowing these people were married because some of them were ball players' wives, whatever the case may be, and they had to kind of set me straight, like, hey, you know, that's my husband over here. And he kind of back off, or he'll make little comments here and there, or whatever the case may be. And the thing about it is, when you're not really a respected individual amongst your people, which is Stephen A., it doesn't surprise me. Nothing surprised me nowadays, but especially that with him, because look at it like this, T. You're a millionaire, okay? You are a figure that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And I'm just pointing out the facts. I'm listening. You're on TV all the time. Um, you in your 50s. And you ain't got no significant other. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it just tells me that's probably the type of cat you are. You like to duck and dodge behind the scenes instead of saying, hey, here's my piece. Because as successful as he is, even though I don't care for the man, like I said, only speaking facts, as successful as he is, you had all type of different events. Now, you know, as a man with a family, me too, in his position, you go to different seminars, award ceremonies, honor, you know, honors ceremonies, whatever, whatever. And you ain't got a bone in your arm. We don't know what that's like because guess what? If something like that occurred, we got somebody say, hey, on such and such day, Put put your best gear on. We going over to the such and such, right? You know, but how many people? And really, if you think about it, just off top of your mind, 
how many people do you know that are famous at that age that don't never bring a date out because you're doing too much behind the scenes? You ain't got to be married, uh-huh. but you ain't got a significant other. So uh-huh. it, 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 it makes sense. That's, you know, so what's your take on it? I, I was just I, the way you wrapped it up, the way you make you sum it up. It does make sense, especially when you hit it from the age aspect. You know, what I mean, very wealthy man. You know, what I'm saying. Now, you, I mean, right. you you you're um you're in the media negatively for like trolling. You know what I'm saying, stuff like that. But you ain't never right. really did nothing wrong. Never been accused of nothing wrong. Not that I know of. You know, what I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, right. Stephen A is is the perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. There you go. But. Uh, exactly. He's the perfect ut. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's it, it fits his character. Mm-hmm. Now, would you have stepped went that deep? You know what I mean? Fires like Jalen Rose, I can't for, per se. I can't really say that they work together, but y'all work together. You know what I mean? Y'all in the same field. Come on, bro. Bro code. Some things are off limits. They work together because they also co-host the NBA pregame shows together. Exactly. Year. That's why I'm like, I can't really say, you know what I'm saying? But exactly. They, y- y'all work together, bro. Come on now. You know better. You know better. And yeah. somebody make sure you tap him in and you let him know we having this conversation about him. You know better. But I'm going to use your line against you. Mama, there goes that man. There you go. It's crazy, bro. I'm gonna tell you what you other know, man. The first time huh? You know this ain't the first time it happened. Remember, Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher. Oh yeah, I mean we know the stories, right? It's just you know what I'm saying. Come on now, Stephen Anthony. You know, all this money, Stephen Anthony Smith. That ain't even his name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Anthony. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, look at that. <laughs> that was a good guess. I ain't know. <laughs> Stephen Anthony Smith, you know what you doing, <laughs> I'm gonna tell yeah. you. So you know, when you got that kind of money, and you know, I emphasize the money thing because we know what money really means out here in this world. Besides just nice house, nice car, whatever, it also be your type of privilege, right? And elevate you to a certain status. When you got this kind of money, you can't tell me you can't get any woman you want. I mean, of course, you know, what I mean, you know what I mean, in a general sense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of beautiful women out here, man, who are single, whatever the case may be. Who might have who might have shot they shot at you. It might be right. some women trying to get at you. Right. You know, so but to sit back and just go on for other people's women, that's that's a major character flaw yeah, that bro. people talk about for a while that's coming to fruition. And you're seeing it more and more daily. Not only just in the media world, but even in like in your communities, locally, personal people you know. It's just it's just a more frequent thing that's happening. I don't, it's just all in that, the way the world is changing, man. It's like I tell people all the time, man, it's it's really hard to find a real one nowadays. People yeah. just say, people, real is not real anymore. You know what I'm saying? Normal is not right. normal anymore. And, and those who think they are running around normal are calling the normal ones weirdos. Right, because they choosing to be themselves, and you not choosing to be yourself. You choosing to walk around here and do some weird, out of line, out of character, just complete wrong. Right. What you what you grinning about? <laughs> I just I just I just suck you something. But go ahead. Uh, 
No, what I what I wanted to get into, and and it's deeper than exactly what I wanted to get into, but I don't know if you know, but OJ Simpson was granted early release from parole, so now he's a free three months man. early, huh? Three months early. Three months early. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm applauding for the black man being free. You know what I'm saying? I love to see a black man walk out only when it's right. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm standing up for everything that people do. But the system is made, you know what I mean, to be against us. So when you see somebody kind of getting away from that system just a little bit, you know what I'm saying, you always want to applaud it. But what I'm not happy about is I hate how they, like, put tags on us and they continue to emphasize on tags on us even when it's stuff from the past. So that the thing reads, former NFL star and acquitted murder defendant, O.J. Simpson is a free man for the first time in more than a decade after the Nevada Board of Parole granted him early release this month. What is your purpose for putting acquitted murder defendant in there for? Man, we all know the story. It's one of America's stories. One of what you know what I mean. One of the great American stories, as they call it. You feel what I'm saying? Why do you have to include that? It's just making sure you keep some kind of slander on his name. You know what I'm saying? I, bro, I don't appreciate it. Well, I hear you. Um, I'll say this. I was one who, I was one of the, I don't know, who felt like he didn't do the first murder. Um, the glove however, didn't fit. You right. must have quit. But go ahead, so bro. That being said, um, we all know, everybody knows that the sentence he got in Nevada was pretty much because of what happened in California. Of course, you're going to get this time. Because to steal your own memorabilia back, and you got 15 years or whatever it was, like, come on now, really? Um, he also has made comments in the past, like before all this stuff even went down, before, you know, when he was in the limelight as a football player. Mm-hmm that he was kind of like, you know, kind of like he wasn't with the black community type stuff. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not so, black, I'm OJ. Right. Okay. So with that being said, a lot of people probably can care less about the fact he was labeled like this because it should be a reality it's, for him. It's, it's, like no matter what you think you are, your color, your skin, is always going to dictate how you're treated. And that's what Tiger Woods is learning as well. Remember, he made those same type of comments way back when. But then when he got into that situation with his wife, and he was all over the, the, the news, stuff like that. Yeah, they're treating you like a black man, regardless mm-hmm. of what you want to identify yourself as. Exactly. So I think it's more a wake-up call for OJ than it is for us. Like, man, why they got to put that? Well, he the one that never accepted what he was in the first place. And no matter what you do, you're always going to be labeled in a certain way, just based off the color of your skin. Right. They don't care about the content of your character. I mean, you'll run into, you know, some people that actually do. So this is not a shot at, you know, everybody, but behind closed doors and, and some of the time right in your face, you already know what what it really is. You know what I'm saying? Almost definitely. And it's horrible. It got to be like that, but I just need people to understand that that's is that type of stuff is still alive here in America. So when you understand and you know that that stuff is still alive here in America, another thing that you understand and you know that you have to move a certain mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. feel like there's too many people having a lot of pride out here, and they're not moving a certain way. 
And this well, look at like this. Not to cut you off, OJ when he got out of jail, he moved to Florida, mm-hmm. where he's living. Um, lives in I guess he lives in one of those gated golf communities or whatever, whatever. And I'm just asking a question, but none of us know the true answer. But we can pretty much figure it out. Out of the people that he's interacting with, how many of you think is black? <clears throat> there you go. You want to go percentage wise? Maybe zero. 10. Maybe ten. Ten percent black. Only reason being because you got you got a couple more out here that's that's just like OJ. Okay. All right. So you can't always you can't put us all in the same in the same category, bro. Because you got some, think about it. some people that think the same way. Because think about it, man. Like when some people got jail, prison, or whatever. Especially if you are an iconic figure. He's an iconic figure. Mm-hmm. Um, you got people going to see him. People paying them visits, things like that. Like Mike Tyson, you know what I'm saying? Just just to name somebody who was iconic figure that people had seen in jail. And when he got out, people, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you know, welcome back, whatever, whatever. Um, Bobby Smurder, whatever the case may be. This guy, you ain't get none of that. So it just tells you what people think about it. People entitled to think how they want. But just always remember, you giving them the image that gives them the thought about who you are. You feel what I'm saying? So you have yeah. to move according to how you want to be seen. Hey, this tap right back into the last time when we was just talking. We were talking about that perspective. You got to understand the who you who you are in front of to understand the pers- the perspective that they're gonna get of you. So if you choosing to be around, you know, what I'm saying some business folks. <coughs> You choosing to to be around some people that's on you know what I mean handling everything they got to handle. You better understand. You better move accordingly because if you go there with them same ways that you had when you was coming up, what you think gonna happen? They gonna look at you in that way, and that's how you start to get counted out. I'm sorry, man. I ain't trying to be counted out. I got to be counted in, even if it only mean being counted in my circle. But I still want to be counted in because eventually, you, why is that? Huh? Why is that? What did I want to be counted in? Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I'm just saying, why? why? No, I got you. Because, bro, I want to be counted in because I'm a person trying to stand up for what's right. I'm a person that's trying to stand out for change. So the same way you would want somebody that's out here rapping or preaching about take these drugs or shoot these people or pimp these prostitutes or whatever you want to say, make sure you count me in, too, for being a person that's trying to tell you, hey, man, it's all right to just be yourself. If that's not what you with, bro, you don't have to act like you with that. Be you. What you like to do. Where you want to be. What's the next step that you really want to take in life? Because there's really a lot of people out here living lives they really don't want to live. They just feel like that's their only choice. But that goes. Say it again. I'll take a step further. Go ahead. Me and my wife were having a conversation another day about women who get their bodies done. And I referenced to a conversation I seen that Woody was having about women. And I think I showed you one time I was at your pad. Um, people injecting themselves with different things or getting injected uh-huh. with just that another whatever. And I think the one I showed about somebody you. Somebody had put like a whole chicken. <clears throat> chicken stock. It's, yeah. So I was telling her, I said, time, people, and it's, this ties into what you're saying with the personality stuff. When you're not comfortable with who you are, this is what you do. And this is what Willie D said too. He said, when you do things that can, that the alternative is death. 
which in this case, the alternative is character assassination, mm-hmm. to not be a part of inclusion. Um, like, he can never do no philanthropy work because nobody wouldn't take him seriously. Why is that more... Why is the decision more important than the possible consequence? It's the same thing as people who get their bodies done because you're not satisfied who you are, so you're trying to fit in over here. OJ grew up in a black community as a black man, okay? He chose door number two. Once he got that money, it became who he was mm-hmm. and started dating outside of his race, which is his choice. Um, but you did you 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 left who you was at the doorstep because if you'd have stuck to who you were, you may not have been in a position you was in because your lack of consistency with being who you are is what got you caught up in the first place. Exactly. See, you you never was not a black man. You was always a black man. So whatever happened between you and your ex-wife or your wife at the time, it's that, time that black Jack. man came out. That rage, or y'all fighting all the time to another, you can't turn it on and off. You are who you are. But if you'd have been consistent with who you are, you wouldn't have all this stuff bottled up and just flip out, disassociate yourself from these people, this people, this people, the people that got you to where you are. Hey, you know what I'm saying? And for anybody out there that's trying to counter what you're saying right now, just think about your own personal life. Think about the first time you met your significant other. Think about the first time you met your best friend, your homeboy, whoever it is. You know what I'm saying? When y'all first met, y'all first, when everything first started, you know what I mean? You had that feeling of perfect match, that feeling of compatibility. You feel what I'm saying? Then what happens? Later on down the line, you and your friend, you and your spouse, you and whoever get into an argument, and then you see a different side of them. So then what happens? You start to say, oh, yeah, that's who you really is. I don't, I don't dislike you for it or nothing, but I needed to see that. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what, OJ, that's what OJ is going through. That's what OJ went through. That's what OJ has to go through now. You put on this whole image to be <clears throat> one specific character. You know what I mean? How you want it to be seen. But now the world is looking at you for who you really are. Or what they, what they, what, what, what America's perception of who you are really is. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why you get inside of journals and headlines of people talking about you. They always have to put something about the murder in there because people don't want that to die out because you, they want you to be seen as this beast. And I'm going to roll that until last week's conversation talking about exterminate the brutes. Yep. I watched it just in case people listen last week. Y'all heard how he came at me. No, you didn't. Because if you did, you would have called me. No, you didn't. I watched it, bro. And I see what you're Hey, by the way, before you get into it, <laughs> did, you see what I, did you see what I sent you? Yeah, man. Why this dude, first of all, why he looked like Wayne's World? Did I tell you he was sitting down and back to the control to the control booth, man? Right, and, he, and sitting underneath something. But why he looked like Wayne's World? Like he used to be with Bon Jovi or something, bro. What's wrong with him? Listen, man. They got pilot jackets on and everything, bro. They a real crew. Hey, you see, he got his title and everything. CEO, repo, what? I just wanted you to put the picture with the description I was giving you. Repo artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I checked yeah. out. I, I checked out Exterminate the Brutes, man. You and all, and, all and it rolls right into this, what we're what we talking about. The world you has all always. The parts? Huh? You see all the parts? No, not part four yet. 
Okay. But I'm halfway through part three, and I'm going to have to rewatch part three over, bro. You, man, mess around. Be, yeah. Go to sleep, right. bro. But you're okay. soaking it in. That's why I got to go back and start three over instead of trying to jump off where I left off. No, you got to soak that in. You know what I'm saying? That's people, right. You got to soak that information in. When that information is coming to you, people, soak it in. Soak it up. Make love so before you before you get deep into it, and I'm going to let you lead into it. I'm going to ask you one question, which will lead you into the whole thing. What's that? From your knowledge, because you're a very knowledgeable man, from your knowledge of history and your knowledge of the way history was taught to us, not from what you read, uh-huh. from what you taught to us, then you combine it with what you read, and there's some things that we just didn't know. How much of this did you really say, this makes the most sense? Honestly, bro, it was a lot of it because it's 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 elementary, bro. It's connecting the dots. So I got a lot of stuff that I had already, you know what I mean? That like you said, I was taught already. And then you got the stuff that in which you know that I did my deeper studies into them and got my own beliefs and theories out of it. Then when you add this into the mix, it's like, yeah, it really it, it does. It makes sense. And then it actually debunks a lot of what you know. A lot of what you thought you knew too. Deprogram yourself from that nonsense that you learned way back when you was in elementary and get to where you at right now where you can kind of say, okay, let me compartmentalize this whole thing right here. Right. And and that was one and that was one of them things with that. That's why like I had to watch part one a couple times. You know what I mean? Because it's it's like and you start really diving into that discovery and 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 these like you said, them trade route the sl- trade routes, the slave routes and stuff like that. And, but so interesting, man. And then you the and, they broke it down. And it really have you really paying attention to minority. Because that's what it's really about. Anybody that was not of this certain figure, of this certain character. Nah, you're not you're not for us. We need the we need everything you got plus some. And then when mm-hmm. they do the reenactments, you know what I'm saying? The reenactments really take you to a different place because it kind of paints a picture. You have a picture in your mind, but it kind of really paints that picture for you to get a better look. And I still ain't got all the way through it. And I still want right. to go back and, and still jot and re look at some stuff and think about some stuff. But then they started talking about the names, all the different names and the continents and stuff. It's like, that's how the stuff you knew already. But the way history tries to tell it to you, it's so many missing pieces in there, especially when it comes down to the whole America thing. It was probably about 15 years in between the discovery of who really didn't even discover it. You didn't even, you didn't even really discover America. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody else did it, but... You just, your name just got put on it. Right. But yeah, it's deep. And, and then. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I was going to say to me, um, I know you haven't seen four yet, but two probably stuff to me. Was two, was two was the one they talked about Christopher Columbus, right? Yep. Not one. Okay. That one stood out to me a lot because it really went so much in depth about the slave trade. Mm-hmm. When they show the numbers. All the way down show- to the, the Indians. Yes. And how they literally like trail by trailed it. And, and the way it. that it was like a round robin, how it go from here to here mm-hmm. to here. You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, how they treat them them South Americans like slaves and they you know, cause they want that gold and they say, you know what, there's some people some people weird place called Africa, go get them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How it all just came about. That's deep. You know, because we never knew, well, I never knew how it all really started. 
And that's what I was just saying. You know what you know, but then it gets deeper than that about how it really started. Mm-hmm. And it still comes back around in the same way, but you got to understand like how the people that were affected and how they were affected. I don't want to give too much because people actually need to go out and watch this. You know what I mean? You need to turn off the nonsense that you're watching. And, and I know some of y'all got them, them, them sticks. You know what I'm saying? You need to look up Exterminate the Brutes. And, and We're going to talk about it anyway because everybody ain't got access. Exactly. We're going to talk about but, it anyway. But, but let's hit this on a different one because I, I was prepared for a whole a whole nother you dig today. And I'm going to start it off by mentioning something locally going on with me. It was a missing – first of all, I had a little heart for this one because you know I teach, you know, the special needs students. You know what I mean? Autist, autistic students, ADHD, ADD. You know what I mean? These are my students. These are the ones that I teach. And – there's a over where I work out in Scottsdale. There's an autistic boy that was missing. His name is Juby, and he had been missing for a while. And uh, today they found his remains in a whole nother city. You know what I'm saying? So it's like missing in Scottsdale, found in Mesa, and it it just kind of hit me, bro. Because it, first of all, <clears throat> now I'm gonna roll into what I want to talk about: black and missing. How old was this student? This uh, so that he was, I think he was in his 20s. He was 20 years old, but he functioned at an eight-year-old level. Okay, go ahead, roll it and in. And they went going. through, and they went through all of his electronic devices, everything, found no trail, no way he was lured, anything like that. So it's a mystery, you know what I'm saying? So you know why, why I'm saying this, because I was talking to you, know where you going? throughout the mm-hmm. week, texting about this, but what pops in my head now is I was just literally watching Black and Missing, another show on HBO Max. Everybody, make sure you tune into it. And Both that's parts. what and that's what they were talking about. How missing blacks, you know what I mean? Even uh, adults, how they get labeled as runaways instead of labeled as like missing. So the urgency in 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 pursuing wherever they are or whoever they with or whatever happened to them. Is at an all-time low because they labeled as runaways. You know what I mean? So they get so much media coverage. We don't get the media coverage for all the the missing kids alone. Let's just talk about that. The missing kids alone in the black community. And when you watch this, it really shines light on just how many kids are missing in just one city alone. So then you think worldwide, how is this happening? And just to give you you a quick catch-up, it's a four-part documentary series. Uh, by multi-Emmy-winning Gita Gambier, an award-winning documentarian, journalist, author, and activist, Soldat O'Brien. And what they're doing is they're following uh, two sisters. They're sisters-in-law um, and the Black and Missing Foundation because it's not just them two. This thing has actually grown, and they actually have people down with their foundation that help them you know, attack these cases and really press for the media coverage and the police departments to, you know, kick it up a notch. And And they were inspired by John Walsh, who was the one who started up America's Most Wanted. Right, right, whose son was missing. Literally, what was it, like a fair? Him and his wife was at a fair. Well, his wife and and son were at a fair because he was in the mall, right. And he was on the police force, right? So he was probably out doing... His due diligence at the no, time. He, no, no, no. He wasn't on the police force. He he just was a regular business owner. Right, right, so, right, 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 right. I'm, yeah. And and she turned away for like a quick second or something. Turn around. Son's missing. You know what I mean? They're looking right. for the son. 
but he wasn't able to get like the media coverage and the police weren't really like attacking his case. So he kind of went out and pressed the issue and he really got his, his uh, case like nationalized. And once he got his case nationalized or whatever, then they kicked it up a notch and then they found his son, you know, dead. So then that's how he ended up like, like people sent them a bunch of letters. They, he said they were like depressed about it and everything. And the mail trucks dropped, just pulled up and they opened it back and they like filled the garage up with so many letters from people who were missing kids or teenagers or whoever, you know what I mean? And asking for help to get the media coverage to help, you know what I mean? And get the police involved to actually help them find, you know what I mean? They're missing children and stuff. But what happens is uh, these two founders, uh, Derek and Natalie Wilson, like they really fighting this uphill battle to bring awareness uh, to black missing person cases that are marginalized by law enforcement and national media. And it becomes important because that's what I've seen with the Juby case. It was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I'm pretty sure there's so many more minority missing, you know what I mean? And in the area I'm live, I'm living in Latinos, you know what I'm saying? Probably just missing. I'm live too close to like the border and stuff like that. So you don't know what's going on. You really don't know what's been, what's happening. But when you watch this show, it kind of opens your eyes to what's really going on out here. Like, honestly, bro, it was some haunting stories on there. Yeah. Especially the one that, that carried all the way through. I think his name was Charles. He's a part of the uh, Black and Missing Foundation as well. But his sister was murdered. Right. But um, it took like it. It was years. <laughs> it was years. And I know you're laughing because you text me throughout the week, cracking jokes about Charles, and we cracking jokes about Charles and Willie, man. <laughs> 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 but they um they they follow. It's that time they follow this case and literally like they can't find nothing because what happened was you know I mean it was, it was a smart guy. I give you that. It was a smart guy. But uh, he ended up taking his case to Natalie and Derricka, so they really started to press the issue. And what they ended up doing let, for... Let me pause you right there. Go ahead. All jokes aside, that was the bravest individual of the whole documentary. Charles? Yeah. Come on, man. He had to relive that moment so many times. And just that, and, and to sit back and say, you know what? I'm going to volunteer my time from this point on to help other people's families get closure. After you know? so many years of not being able to get it. Right. And now and, and that's what I'm that's what I'm getting to. You know what I mean? They they pretty much closed the case on his sister. But with the power and the strength and the support from Derricka and Natalie Wilson and the Black and Missing Foundation at the time, they were able to get Strong media coverage about this body not st- still being found or the killer. So you can't get closure. You never can get closure without a body in these situations. I need a body. I really need to know what happened. I can't just chunk it up as missing. Nobody just falls off the face of the earth. So they like searching. I what it said <clears throat> as far as the specifics in the video, what the, the, the office or the detective lady said, she said it was such a hard case to deal with because you can't, say a person you can't char- or charge a person with murder or say a person with murder without a body but you got to wait a certain time frame i forgot what that was to officially say a person is missing which then they could kind of amp it up and look into maybe they were murdered or yada 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 that's what happened in charles situation go ahead right but <clears throat> man people you just gotta go you gotta go watch it hbo max black 
and Missing. Uh, shout outs to Derricka and Natalie Wilson and the entire Black and Missing Foundation for what you out here doing. Uh, raising a lot of aware, awareness and, and getting a lot of people involved. Um, also, prayer, support, love, and shout out to the families of Akia Eggleston, Keisha Jacobs, and Relisha Rudd. The Relisha Rudd story really got to me, bro. Uh, Which one was that? That was the eight-year-old girl. And I believe okay. that the family was like living in a shelter and the janitor from the right. family. Like, it, it's horrible. You know oh, I mean? yeah. And the stepdad was talking. To, is that the one where she 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 went on um, the apartment manager, whoever he was, took her? Yeah, the, the janitor. He was a janitor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And it, bro, it's just it's sickening, bro. It's sickening and it's and it's wrong. But this is the stuff that there's no awareness for. There's no media coverage about. And this is where Natalie and Derek have been stepping in to get this because they also show success stories of, you know, what I mean what they do and how it comes around. They they helped that that lady like years, bro. I think it was yep. like she was an adult. She had to been like in her late forties, early fifties. Didn't even right. know who she was at this point because I guess she went for, like, her birth certificate. And when she went for her birth certificate, they sent her all these documents back, but none of it was her name. And she didn't recognize none of the signatures on there because it wasn't the lady who raised her her entire life. Right. And so then she started, she called the um, quote-unquote mom at the time, and she lets her know, like, what's going on? I got all these documents, and they saying a bunch of confusing stuff, but it's it's my stuff. And she like, oh, from this point forward, I don't want to talk to you no more, yada, yada, yada. So then this lady goes on the search. She gets in touch with the Black and Missing Foundation, you know what I'm saying? And they help her locate, like, her sister, who was, like, the only one still living. Mom had passed away, everything like Look that. Look just alike. Look just alike, bro. And then they yeah, they meet each other, and it was like that moment, that video footage that they have from them meeting each other, bro. If you didn't feel, if you ain't had no empathy for that, if you didn't feel that. And they definitely had on the same thing. Remember that? Man, exa- they did. They had on the same, like, uh, skirt dress. Right. But the, just, like, the tops and stuff was different. So, like, they had the same, like, taste in clothes, and I'm pretty sure they probably, like, liked the same stuff. They looked just like twins, and it was like she, the, the other sister, like, I've been searching for my sister for so long. Right. And then she's just like, I need you to tell me, like, everything you can remember and know about me because I don't even know myself at this point. You know what I mean? That's like 40, 50 years of somebody telling you you somebody else and you playing a different role as somebody else. But what really tripped me out about it was how can the schools and everything have this information but still go along, like, with whatever, who she is? And, like, her name wasn't even the same on her birth certificate as what she was being called. Because you got to understand something, man. Way back in them days, a lot of stuff wasn't questioned. It's like I always say, when even when it comes to domestic situations, if you beating up your woman or your wife, the women didn't call the police. They just kept taking it. You know what I'm saying? Because even when the police came, they wouldn't do nothing about it because that was a private situation. So even back in them days, man, they didn't have the resource to even sit back and say, let me look it up in, on, on, you know, CCAP and see what's going on here or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? They just roll with the punches, man. That's how, how much time can change. That's, and that's that's crazy. So, you please just make sure you you involved in your community. Make sure you actually just paying attention to what's going on out here. And if you get a hunch that something ain't right, it's don't hesitate to, to say something. You know what I mean? And and just to show a little support to to Derricka and Natalie Wilson, 
uh, head over to the website blackandmissinginc.com um, just so you can get a better insight of who they are and what they do. Um, if you know of a situation or you might be somebody that's looking for somebody or can't find somebody or maybe feel like your case is just not being taken serious and you need a broader outlook on finding your loved one or whoever you may think missing friend or family member, you can call the Black and Missing Foundation at one eight seven seven nine seven B A M F I. That's one eight seven seven nine seven B A M F I. Like I really, I really stand for what what they're doing, bro. And if I told you, man, it was something I thought you would you would love to see. And watch, yeah, watching that documentary, like it was, it was, I felt it, bro. It's so many. It's so many cases, bro, of missing black people that remain unresolved, and it's four times longer than cases that might deal with other races. Right. And that's what they do, man. The Black and Missing Foundation pull back the curtains to explore how systematic behaviors and attitudes stem from centuries of deeply rooted racism. Uh, the series also exposes the spark of disparity in the media coverage of white and black missing persons. So it's it's a bigger it's a bigger thing that people may know. You know what I mean? When we just sitting around here and we we get these amber alerts or we hear somebody say something about somebody missing, like it's important for us in our own communities to get involved with this because as we can see, we don't have that support. Even for those who are supposed to protect and serve us. Like I started off this conversation saying they label most of our black missing youth, especially our black missing youth girls, our teenage girls, they label them as runaways. So the urgency in their cases is not as fast as a missing person's case. And this all gets explained in that documentary as well as just my law studies that I know. Um, and just before I let you kind of take it away, bro, it was just like the other case that they explained on there that really made me mad. It was uh, the, 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 girl. the autistic girl. Yeah, like. And see, that's what I thought you was going when you mentioned, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, his situation. Got- yeah, I, it just kind of sparked in my mind when I really started, like, started to get the feel all over again for, what, like, what I watched. And I'm remembering little moments and parts. And, yeah, I'm going I'm to hit that real quick and let you go, you know what I mean, before we wrap this thing up. But it was the autistic girl on there and. You know, she had just entered into, like, her teenage years, so she had got her cell phone and stuff. Her mom noticed she was on, like, a lot of dating apps and stuff on her cell phone. They took the phone. So when she was at school, she was using her friend's phone. She was high-functioning autistic as well, so let me make sure I put that in there. So she was in a in a nice school where, the remember, the police had questioned that, like, well, she can't be autistic. She goes to this school, and they're like, well, she she's functioning, but she's on the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? And And you can kind of tell that something wasn't right with her. But she was right. using her friend's phone uh, to, like, link up with people. And to wrap up to how I tell you how I know all this information is going to be crazy. Uh, but she was using her friend's phone to, like, contact the, the dude that she was talking to on a dating site, had him come pick her, had her come pick him up from school. And I guess she, like, consented to sex. You know what I mean? And it was, like, four dudes. And she consented to it. So they just kind of, like, she was missing for a little minute. And she was just hemmed up in the house with them, pretty much just having sex with them at they will. Because she didn't really know any better, you know what I'm saying? But by her consenting to it, I can't remember exactly what city this is in. But by her, I think it was in Tennessee. I think I want to say somewhere around that area. And but the law is like at the age of 16, if you consent to sex, then it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. So by her being that age and consenting to the sex, none of these dudes got in trouble for it. 
because it was not right. it wasn't illegal. So that that really just rubbed me the wrong way. And you see, even a detective on there was saying like that's something that they need to look into with their law and probably make a change with. But how I end up getting all this information is because the guy. One of the guys that was there that was doing all this, the dude she was talking to and stuff, he told them all this. It's the true story of how it happened. So he told the truth, and he was able to be let go free. So yeah. Yeah. check check out the documentary Black and Missing. Uh, Derricka and Natalie Wilson and the Black and Missing Foundation. It's, it's a very good documentary. And I'm pretty um, sure y'all, y'all going to enjoy that one. You know what I mean? For those one, who, one who like piece. knowledge and information. Go ahead, bro. One more piece I don't want to gloss over from that documentary before we get off of that. Another person I thought was extremely courageous in this movie, in this documentary, was Jose's son. If it wasn't for Jose's son, they couldn't have got Jose. Uh-huh. True story. And to be able to, to have to put yourself in that position, because really this kid, well, he's a grown man, now, but was crying out for help for years because Jose was abusive to him. He saw him be abusive to other women and things like that. They couldn't find out Jose killed his mother, mm-hmm. the, the, Marta. The, the, the son's mother, Marta Stewart, right? Right. So, you know, and for him to link up with Charles and all, you know what I mean? And really, even at the end, you know, when they had the press conference and he just kept thanking Charles and Charles thanking him and you know, it was genuine, man. Them coming out the courthouse holding their significant other's hands, going down the stairs. Right. Like, that's 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 a tough position to be in, even though you know what this man has done is wrong and is, is still doing. And to just sit back, you know, because a lot of times. Yeah, because when they got they, him, he had a whole new girlfriend when they got him. Right. And that's right. and she helped, too, because they like, look, you in a dangerous situation. Like, we need your help. But we'll go ahead. I ain't mean to cut you off, bro. That that doc, it was a good it was a good one, bro. That was a good no, one. No, I, I just I just I just didn't want to forget about that. You know, right. so I didn't want to forget about him because really, without him, a lot of stuff couldn't have came true. It still would have been a witch hunt. Looking for this, looking for that. But he helped bring a lot of things to light and it made them look in certain directions that they didn't think about looking. They didn't even think about as, looking, bro. Let's see what's going on with, with, with your mother. Let's see what happened with her. Let's see. You know what I mean? So he really was, you know what I'm saying, in the baseball terms, they bought him out the they bought in the righty out the bullpen. He and he closed the game. He was Josh Hayden. It, right. Right. You know Shout what I'm out saying? He Jose's son. Man, it's it's always good to see people do the right thing. Because he always yeah. he could have turned around. You know what I mean? Just in, in loving respect for his father. You know what I'm saying? But instead, he let me ask you this. My mother, though. I need to know what happened to my mother, though. Uh-huh. But let me ask you this. And I'm kind of on the on the fence about this. Would you, as the family, would you have taken the deal? And that was rough on me, too. But honestly, it might uh, I might have, bro. It's that closure, bro. Even though you didn't, even though they, it was, it was, uh, it was bad how the deal turned out. I don't want to spoil too much, bro, because I really want people no, to I'm watch this. You know what I'm saying? We have a conversation about it. All right, it. They take the deal and don't even find the body, bro. Right. 
So that it, it was like it was a lose situation, bro, and it was horrible. So it was, I would have took the deal too for the closure. But if I if I could, you know, understand how it's gonna turn out, if that deal would have included that. But if we don't find the body, though, you still get the deal. You know what I'm saying? Then I probably would have been like, you know what, I don't want the deal. Well, I think it's so hard to really say. I'm on the same page you on, but I think it's so hard to really say because when you're in that position, mm-hmm. you got to make that type of decision. That So for uh-huh. everybody that's listening, this guy goes from life in prison uh-huh. to, for that charge, what was it, 11 years? 12. 12, okay. But he wound up getting charged for another murder. Right. You know what I mean? But well, I'm just saying. And, and that's where, and I don't mean to cut you off, and that's where... The shout out to to his son come from because they couldn't get him for the murder of Charles' sister, but they got him for the murder of his ex wife Marta, Jose's mother, Jose's son mother. So like, bro, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. If you would have been able to know that that angle was gonna come, then it's like, yeah. But I, I hear where you're coming from. You don't, you wouldn't know unless you were in that situation. Well, I tell you one thing: <laughs> with dudes, with Charles, he get that phone call at night, and dude said. We got that motherfucker. We got all right. <laughs> we got him tonight. <laughs> hey, hey! I said then. I'm gonna say it now. Fuck Jose. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I know you agree. Yeah, bro. Because going through the case, bro. Like when you going, you felt like you was in the case with Charles when you watching the documentary, man. Especially right. like once again, they they going through you know little minor playbacks and stuff like that, bro. It's just it it, it really brings helps you connect more with it you know what i'm saying and it took for dude to get on the case man to really get some nice traction yep and then that that uh lady as well yeah yeah that lady yeah. as well uh, i apologize i don't know exact names for for the detectives that worked that case that the cold case it was a cold case that was reback open and that's how they they cracked it all but it, that, that nice documentary man black and missing on uh, HBO Max, make sure you tap into that. Make sure you you, you get a chance to check that out. Uh, you man, know what though, man? How? And you know, you ain't got to answer the why. Well, this is a statement to close out this part of the conversation. How is it with everything around forensics, evidence, all this that and other? You know what I'm saying? We still couldn't find Lexus Patterson. And that's the first thing I said watching the documentary. That's the first thing I said. I'm like, man, they, some one of them need to uh, black and missing need to get on Alexis Patterson case. She'd been missing since I was a kid, right? So that's a whole nother conversation, bro. right? We, you know, we right. could talk for days. And uh, the same way we connected with that documentary, I hope y'all connected with this conversation that we had. Uh, that was a good one, man. I, I appreciated that. I told you I was ready for that. I, I, I wanted to talk about that. I, that documentary did something for me, man. I, lo- I loved it. And then to I see told you, once you start watching it, man, you're going to want to see all the parts because it's, you know, even though all the parts kind of connect, but they didn't, you know what I'm saying? But it was just so many different cases and the different types of cases hits home. Right. And now, uh, now I'm watching uh, First 48 Homicide Squad, Atlanta. Um, it's not like the first 48, but they like deeper into the cases. So it's not the two day cases that they saw, but it's like cases that they like don't have no nothing for. And they really got to go out and work these cases. And you really get to see like 
the deeper insight of what they got to go through and who, what, you know what I mean? The extent they go to like solving these homicides and stuff like that, bro. It's, it's man, it's just interesting. But well, you know, there was a talk, um, <clears throat> last year. No, I, no, I mean, you didn't talk about it. I know they talking the last year that they was in process of trying to do a first 48 in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I looked into that, and what happened was uh, chief of police, I think it was, or the sergeant or somebody, they declined it. They didn't want it. And I, I agree with that decision. No, I don't want it because, you know, we know the city that we come from, you, you're you encouraging, you know what I mean, the violence when you bring in some media like that for it. We can't get the media coverage that we want. Shout out to the Black and Missing Foundation. We can't get the media coverage that we want, but y'all want to give us all the media coverage to show us as beasts. To show us as animals, exterminate the brutes. It all come back, bro. It all just comes back. Interesting. Interesting. When you so think, I'm, I'm waiting for uh, sixty days in to come back home. Listen, bro. That's that's another. We appreciate y'all for right. <laughs> we appreciate y'all for sitting there, man. man. You got to end it on the, on the high note, man. I got the highest note we can end it on. That's the word from the wise. Take uh, us home, bro. Man? Take us home, bro. No, you got, man, you know what you do. Take us home, man. Man, listen. Before, before you take us home, the reason why I always had him do this is because this is the man that I call, and he always got the right gems to drop for me. So I always want him to to bring that on the show and drop them same gems for y'all so we can end on a note where you feel like you took something from today's conversation. So go ahead, bro, and take us home. Okay. I'm going to mention something. Let me finish before you react. The moral of this story is don't let your talent go to waste. Now, I was riding home from Nap this weekend, me and the wife, and I was playing YouTube music. And I love listening to older stuff, like when you came by the house, you know what we do. So my favorite singer of all time, singer, is R. Kelly. So as I'm riding, I'm listening to the music. I'm just like, man, you know what I'm saying? So I, I told my wife, just I said, you know what's crazy? Damn what he did. We'll never get none of this ever again. All this talent is gone. And we would never have any more hits, none of that, uh-huh. all because you couldn't take what God gave you uh-huh. and make good by it. You chose to be a villain uh-huh. and do things that was way beyond what should be done. Uh-huh. And you're going to suffer for it for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. And, it, it, you know, and like I said, we laugh about our Kelly at times. You know, we make jokes about it, man. But it really hit me there like, man. Jack. We, the, this this type of stuff that we grew up on, you know, our John Rod generation, man, just listen to this type of music. Um, that music would never get old. You know what I'm saying? No different than a Luther Vandross song or whatever. Certain Michael Jackson's timeless certain, music. Certain people, right? Certain stuff would never get old, man. And just listening to it. And, and like I said, I told my wife, like, man, we would never get this again. Everything we listen to now, that's it. You know what I'm saying? And just sad. So the moral is, man, if you, you know, don't let your talent go to waste. Whatever that is, man, if your talent is helping people, if your talent is being a philanthropist or whatever the case may be, man, don't let that go to waste because, you know, one minute you're at the top of the pyramid, next minute 
you're going to be forgotten about and talked about like you was yesterday's news. And then you'll be talked about anymore. You'd be like a ghost, man. So it's really sad, man. But I just want to kind of throw that out there, man, because that was something that really, you know, hit me like, damn. And that get deep, bro, because, you know, we always look at situations, experiences in life in a logical perspective. So I can understand where you come from with that, because it do make you feel like that. The man is a is a great as much as you don't want to say it. But when it comes down to music, R&B, the man is one of Icon. the greatest. You know what I mean, but don't let your talent go to waste and be sure to tune into HBO Max. Um, Black and Missing Shout out to Derricka and Natalie Wilson And the Black and Missing Foundation for all you do It is I It is the, it is me, it is Royal T It's your boy AD Also known as Deli And It's that time Jack We gotta get up out of here We appreciate y'all for sitting in and listening As always it's peace That's positive energy always Creates elevation Peace, love Prosperity. And until next time.